Blog Talk Radio. Hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. This is Annette Bingham, and I have Tasha Humphreys here with me. Hey, Tasha. Hello, Annette. <clears throat> How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm hopeful that we're going to get some rain today. That's making me super happy. I saw it in the forecast, and I'm hoping it stays that way. Of course, as you know, in Lubbock or West Texas, anywhere in West Texas, uh, that can change in a moment. So <laughs> I realize that a, well, also, that a uh, yeah. forecast means nothing in West Texas, but still, I'm hopeful. And even the forecast can mean, you know, a multitude of areas, several counties. So right. if it says, oh, it's rain, well, it's going to be like two counties over. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very hopeful, too, but I, I'm not holding my breath. Thankful for the cooler weather and a little bit of cloud yes. coverage. But other than that, I'm I'm ready for some rain. We need it some more, and I think I need it. And a lot of people here love the rain. So, mm-hmm. so okay. Well, this is awkward. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I was thinking, okay, how am I going to do this? And there was no easy transition to it, you know? I mean, I could introduce myself, which would really be awkward. Or uh, I could Tasha, would you introduce our guest for today? Yes, let's just do it that way. You could just hand it over to me. Oh. I, I got this. Okay, hey, Tasha, would you like to introduce our guest today? <laughs> Well, and let me say, uh, first of all, uh, thank you for always introducing the shows and for ending them. Wrapping it up is going to be equally as awkward. Uh, but it's just, honestly, I've I've always enjoyed that. And uh, I know that everyone that listens to this show, your voice alone is one reason that they listen. Because it is, I, I think, um, Debbie in Chicago, one of our listeners, uh, termed it best. She said, your voice is like butter. And it is. It's Aww. something that I know is always soothing and it's a great intro. And um, I love I love it when you interview our guests because then I just get back, I get to sit back and listen. And you have a very soothing voice. And if you've never done uh, any sort of relaxation tapes for people to purchase, you, you should do that. And I'm pretty sure that we're going to talk about some of those things you have done. So, um, And, and I'm getting know that your check is in the mail. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we just plugged her. So there you go, Debbie. We love you. Um, <laughs> we uh, we try not to pay all of our all of our listeners, but uh, every once in a while we pay them to say nicely. Like <laughs> butter. Exactly. Um, well, okay. So for all of our listeners out there who don't already know. Uh, and if you're not a friend with Annette Bingham on Facebook, by all means, friend request her. She always posts uh, very positive, uplifting things and helpful um, posts. And in, in today's world, and certainly in today's social media world, we can't get enough of that. Um, but Annette Bingham comes from over a decade of experience in holistic wellness. And um, she's a life coach, a massage therapist, <laughs> one of my favorites, paranormal investigator. She's a Reiki master, an artist, an art instructor, 
an author, a radio host, and honestly, I just consider her an all-around master creator. Um, she's one of my personal mentors, and she's been an inspiration for me uh, since about 2006 when we met, and I'm lucky to call her my co-host and my friend. Um, and I want to share quickly, first of all, thank you, Annette, for being with us today. <laughs> oh, well, you're
we were um, one that was fairly close to Lubbock um, was in Slayton. I believe it was in Slayton, some little town outside of Lubbock, and uh, or Stanton, one of those little towns. Uh, we had gone to a residence, and it was me and another intuitive. Um, they were having some issues with especially one room, but the whole house was involved. And we was in the one room that was having an issue, and the, the first person, the first intuitive went in and did his thing, you know, and, and gave quite a bit of information, really good information. And um, then a little bit later, one of the team members uh, asked me to go back in the room so they could could do uh, some recordings. So if you, a lot of times if you record in a room, you may pick up voices or sounds that you can't audibly hear. So we went into the room, and um, it was actually the person who was stuck there was actually there and causing the issues, and he was he was definitely stuck. And we were sitting there and just asking random questions, and the lady asked, "Why?" why are you still here? And first thing out of my mouth was, he doesn't know where to go. And we wrapped up that recording and then left the room and a little bit, oh, a few weeks later, we did another investigation in Louisville and she said, I want you to hear this video or this uh, audio. I said, Okay. And when I asked that question, when she asked the question, he doesn't know where to go, you hear a man's voice say, lost. Wow. Clear. I never heard. It's unusual to get, you know, you see all these TV shows and they get all these recordings. That's not the norm, you know. Right. So it's something that was very clear. Um there was no doubt. She she even asked me, what do you hear? And I said, well, he says lost. And she said, yes. <laughs> you know? So she didn't taint my, my uh, opinion by saying, do you hear lost? Um, so it was, it was quite interesting. And, you know, I mean, wow. the house I smudged. And, but there were a lot of other stuff going on in the house that – was not paranormal, and um, so I don't think they ever really truly got free from all of that, but um, that was just a short one. Well, and, and, you know, I could dive into this forever, and so we'll save that for October because I know we have a big uh, Halloween-themed October show. I mean, every show we do is going to be about the paranormal, and so we'll have a chance to talk more about this. But I do have one question from myself I know talking to you about this particular story and about other stories that you've shared and about the different shows that I've watched on TV. Um, <laughs> Which I've told you you're not, not a, Yeah, I know, I know. You've warned me many times. Um, you're not a huge, and I don't want to say you're not a fan of the show, but you're not a huge fan of a few of, uh, of the more infamous 
ghost hunting shows and not because uh, of any other reason than that. Well, I'm assuming it's because you think that they're, well, they're a little dramatized, correct? I mean, because you just said that sometimes you well, you yeah. go into these places and you don't get any audio. And I know every single episode I've ever seen of specific, I won't name them, shows uh, having to do with paranormal investigations, they get audio and video pretty much everywhere they go. That's not, like you said, that's not the norm, right? That is not the norm. Most in, paranormal investigations are so boring. And, um, I mean, they're just, you know, you're there for hours. There's cameras set up. There's audio rolling. You're going from room to room. You're, you know, may pick up some stuff uh, here and there. But um, it, they're pretty boring, all in all. Yeah. And yeah. it's not the, oh, my God, did you hear that? You know, <laughs> Jumping and screaming and all of that. It just doesn't happen that way. <laughs> but it's TV. Well, dang it. Like, dang it. I know. I, I know. I go into places I want to go, you know, I want something to come flying at me, you know. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. But uh, it makes for great TV. That's all I can say. Yeah, exactly. And, and I knew that was your opinion, so. Um, and, and I won't harp on this topic much longer so we just don't have enough time for it but you and I'm, I'm going to come back to your writing because as I said you're you know to everyone listening Annette's an amazing author but you've written books on the paranormal and, and some of your experiences too correct oh yeah um just and they're all my experiences that I've experienced or someone close to me has experienced and um they're just they're easy reads and short stories and um, but it kind of gives you an insight into what actually happens usually. Do you want to tell us what the titles of those are and where people could purchase them if they wanted to? Yeah, uh, View from the Threshold, uh, book one and two, and you can get them. Uh, they're on Kindle, and you can just go to Amazon. And I write under Francis Bingham. And that's a story in itself, so. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll have to ask about that. (laughs) Okay, so if you want to read, if anybody listening out there wants to read uh, The View from the Threshold, um, these are, like she said, part one, part two. These are two different books. And um, and I've, I've read them, and I've, I really highly recommend them if you like anything to do with the paranormal. And because these are honest uh, experiences, uh, I highly recommend that you purchase these books. And like she said, easy read, so it's it's actually a lot of fun, certainly something that you would enjoy. And I don't have enough time to, like, harp on that topic. It's my favorite. That's why I tried to get it out of the way first so that I wouldn't sit on it forever. So I'm going to change <laughs> gears. Um, you have so many talents, so many skills, Um you were a life coach? Yeah, I did some life coaching. I'm just a lot of it stemmed from my massage therapy and Reiki practice and other holistic um, modalities. Um, it kind of, with the emotional freedom technique um, and hypnosis, you almost can't not be a life coach. 
and right. do those those modalities because you're de- dealing with some issues that people have and you you're not giving them answers but you're you're kind of a guide and right. I think that's what a life coach is is a guide basically mm-hmm. um, I agree that's what one of my mentors always told me that when you get a certain age you will become a life guide and that's what she was when I met her and mm-hmm. um, so that's you know, that's what I did. And I still do occasionally. Yeah. yeah, that was my next question is if you still do it. Because you're still a massage therapist. You still do Reiki. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in that in that way, and certainly all the things that you write about, I mean, I would still consider you a life coach. And I, I still do the emotional freedom techniques and hypnosis and past life regressions and, and that sort of thing. Uh, and do you offer those for... I mean, if people wanted to contact you to get any of those services or all of the above, they could do that. You would be able to do that for oh, them. Absolutely. Hmm. Okay, so let's say that someone wants to come to you. Um, what I know, you know, you you do you can do massage therapy and give and do Reiki at the same time. I know that I've sent a few people your way and they absolutely love it because you're doing. And I'm not minimizing massage in and of itself, but when you add Reiki to that, it's extremely powerful. So, um, But when people go to you, they really are. It's a much different experience than going to, quote-unquote, just a massage therapist. So if someone wanted to come to you um, for all the services you offer, then you could do massage therapy, Reiki, and, and what else can you offer for them? Um, emotional freedom technique and hypnosis. Okay, so tell me what the emotional freedom technique is. Emotional freedom technique is basically it's uh, considered like acupuncture without the needles. What you're doing is you're tapping on certain energy points within the body that really rewires your thinking. So if you have fears or phobias of things, you can tap on that and get rid of them. If you have an emotional upheaval happening in your, like if you're angry at someone, you can learn to tap on those things. And it brings that level down to manageable levels to where you can actually make some better decisions for yourself. Um, it's It's a fantastic tool for anybody. I'm actually creating an online course where you can just, at your own leisure, um, learn about it, have a tapping video that you can follow along with. Super simple. Kids can learn it. Um, my son oh, that's awesome. Helped, yeah, my son has helped somebody with her fear of, I think it was frogs or something weird like that. Um, they're out in the parking lot of the PetSmart, and they're tapping because she won't even go inside where the frogs are. And then he gets her through the door, and that's as far as she can go, and so they tap some more. And pretty soon she's up at the glass looking at the frogs and, you know, enjoying their beauty. So, I mean, wow. it's just a, a really good tool to have for lots of reasons. It yeah, brings so a lot of very safety. effective. Yeah, certainly very effective for people, especially with phobias or anxiety or anything that needs really an acute um, 
you know, or a quick immediate solution, something that they could do quickly in that moment to really help them through it. I think that's fantastic because, I mean, so yeah. just as that is a perfect example, so many people are really crippled by those fears. And so to be able to, to learn a technique that can ease them through something, um, through a process and help them, you know, mm-hmm. release those fears, that's that's fantastic. Especially I love that children can do it. Um, oh, no, kids, that's, so that's awesome very quickly and take to it very quickly. So it helps calm them quite a bit. I mean, you said that you are uh, working on an online program. Uh, So tell me more about that. I I want our listeners to know, uh, first of all, uh, what exactly, I know you said what it would be offering, but just to repeat it and then when it might become available to them. Um, It will become available as soon as I get the video done. That's the last piece. (laughs) Uh, it is basically an. Uh, it will be like you sign up for it. It goes to your inbox. Um, there will be text. There will be um, also a video that you can show. It that will show the tapping points, um, how to do it. So it gives all the information there, and I'm going to make it super affordable. For everybody, so that they can, because I think everybody needs this particular tool yeah. in their tool. I agree, 100%. Um, and then, so basically, if you sign up for it, then it comes to your email. You you email them, and that in, ends up in their inbox, and then and then they can yeah. just start the program there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, your job is to make sure that you post a big announcement when you do get that video done about when it will be available because I know we have a ton of listeners and myself included who will be interested in in getting on and signing up for that. I will do that. Yay. Okay, and then, you know, along those lines, um, we've talked a bit about the fact that you're a Reiki master. It was one of the first shows that we did and I've written an article about you as well um, Mm -hmm. for the Metro Leader and um, that's something that you started doing a very long time ago, and I know that um, you've also taught uh, Reiki classes, and, and you offer them still mm-hmm. if somebody would want wanted to learn it. Uh, I don't want you to have to, because we don't have enough time, get into what Reiki is, but I do want you to talk about just quickly how you got started, uh, what what inspired you to get involved or to learn Reiki, and then, and then to get involved in teaching. Well, I had always had a, uh, for some reason, felt like I needed to be able to heal with my hands. And that was just something from the time I was young. How do I do that? And um, I was at a holistic fair in Odessa, Texas, and there was a lady there doing Reiki. And so I signed up for her mailing list. And um, I won't go into the whole long story, but... um, Anyway, I eventually went and took a class from her, uh, Reiki 1, and um, received such benefit from it. I mean, I was emotionally on my way to healing completely, you know, I mean, just wonderful. I had a back issue that cleared up completely. Um, Don't have the issue anymore. Um, And then I went on, because I loved it so much, I went on to Reiki 2, and then studied with her to become a Reiki master and began teaching classes, helping her teach class and then teaching my own classes. 
Wow. That was years so, ago. I don't even remember how long ago it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's inspirational to me is that, you know, yes, by all means, I, I, as far as you being a healer with your hands, it's something that you certainly were born to do. Um, just as your voice is butter, you can imagine, obviously, listeners, that if someone who speaks so calmly and has such calm energy uh, would also have a very calming touch. That's why I, I truly believe that anyone I've ever sent your way for massage always is just so um, comes away so happy with their experience and and is a repeat customer and and usually sets up for <laughs> uh, massage every week or every two weeks or whatever they can do. Um, but you know what's inspirational to me is that you wanted to be able to teach that to other people because a lot of times people will get you know people will acquire a new skill or something that helps them. Um, and, I mean, this is fine because not everybody wants to teach. But if you have the ability to teach and, and, you, and you don't share it, I feel like, you know, that's great for you. But it's not really doing uh, anybody else any good. And, and, and so I really love that you wanted other people to have that skill because you can use it for yourself. You don't have to, you know, offer Reiki to the public. You can, you can use it for yourself. And so I love that you, you taught other people to do it and um, – and you continue to do that. And, and if people wanted to learn it now, how how could they do that with you? If if they wanted to learn that, would you still offer the classes for them? They would just need to contact me, and we really need at least two people for a class because uh, there's lots of hands-on uh, work that we do. So we need, you know, I need to be free to do my thing, and then they need to be free to work on each other. So, um Anywhere from two to six people. Okay. So anybody listening out there, if you're interested in learning Reiki, um, which honestly I can't say enough about it, and, and again, this is something that you can do on yourself, on your kids, on your dogs, on your cats, on you know, and your husband, your wife. This is something that's very valuable to to learn and to know how to do, even if it's just for you. Um, then contact Annette, and of course, you can always go to our Facebook page at Girl Power Hour. And, and just find out the information of how to contact her, or you can look her up and contact her that way. Um, and we'll get more contact information at the end of the show. But this is such a valuable skill and something that I think um, a tool in your toolbox for personal growth and healing really important to have. Um, and then for massages, again, I can't say enough about her there, so contact for, for that as well. Um, and, and you offer all this in your home, correct, Annette? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. And it's a very calming environment. I, it's interesting because uh, Annette was doing some massages up at a salon uh, I used to work for and downtown, and I was a salon coordinator there. So we had her in on, a, on Saturdays to do massages, offer free massages um, for any of the clients. And honestly, anybody out there that has a business that, you know, would want that service for your contact, Annette, because – if you if you really want to give back to your clients or give back to your employees, what a great way to do it. You know, once a month or once every two weeks or even, you know, every Saturday, depending on what you're wanting for your business and how it's structured, you know, having a, the opportunity to have a massage therapist in there and pay them a certain amount to, to offer free massages to your clients or your employees, it's a great way to say, hey, thank you for your business or thank you for working for us. It also keeps morale really high, so it's a great thing. But um, I know that when she was doing that in the Bijou, I kept hearing uh, the stylist and the clients say, 
I just want to be around her. Her energy is so calming. <laughs> you you have such a calming energy, and uh, it really it it's wonderful experience just to to be in the room with you and to be in your home. And so, anybody out there that wants any of this, by all means, contact Annette. It's a it's a great um, valuable skill to have the Reiki, but also if you need a massage, and who doesn't? A uh, great massage therapist. And I'm going to switch over to another. Switching gears again, this is like you interviewing me last last week. You have so much uh, to talk about. Um, we just keep skipping on. But on top of all of that amazing stuff that you do and all the services that you offer and all the experiences you've had, you're also an artist. And you have a variety of different mediums you use. So tell us about what what different mediums do you use. And, and honestly, what's your favorite? Well, I do acrylic, watercolor, pen, alcohol, ink, mixed media. Um, I would have to say my favorite uh, would have to be the watercolor and the alcohol ink. I've I've started playing with the alcohol inks again um, and having a great time with them. And... um, did a series of four nine by twelves just recently, and then an eight by ten. But um, yeah, I would have to say the watercolor and the alcohol ink would be my two favorites. Well, and those are my two favorites of the things that you do as well. But I, I have to say, I bet listeners out there would probably love to see more of this if they're not friends with you on Facebook. I, I would love for you to just post for our listeners. Um, you know, definitely the alcohol ink, because I'm not sure that everyone who isn't an artist knows what that is. And I can say I'm an artist, and I didn't know what it was until you started doing it, and I think it's a beautiful uh, medium. So I would love for you to post, you know, one of your watercolors, one of your alcohol inks, and anything else you'd want to post on there just to let mm-hmm. our listeners see your work. Okay, I can do that. I can do that. And then you also, um, this is something that people don't know, uh, not everyone knows. You've done illustrative art, um, like in children's art, for, for a while. But you, and I'll be talking more about this, but you're an author as well, so you've done a lot of work with um, you know, some children's books. So some of your art is definitely coming in. You, you're doing this big project uh, currently, creating books for, for children, um, C2 Sign Language, and, and I'll let you explain that. But but even in that, you're using your, your watercolor. And, and so talk about that project a little bit, the C2 sign language and adult coloring books. You're doing that as well. As all of your oh, your art know. is coming alive in those publications. So talk to us about those projects. Yeah, well, my daughter and her husband, um, well, okay, let's go back years ago. I was an interpreter for the deaf in uh, a school district that used C2 sign, which is signing exact English. It is totally different than American Sign Language or any anything else. Um, it's what I learned um, and what I used as an interpreter. And then my daughter, when she was in high school, began working at the same school district as an interpreter also. And um, she has done that. She still currently does that. She's like an administrative uh, boss now of interpreters, or, you know, but she still interprets a lot. I don't know what her title is. She'd kill me if I said boss. Um, <laughs> but, 
recently, um, back in November, after a long process, they adopted a deaf child from China. And um, he is a delight. <laughs> he came to them with no language whatsoever at uh, two years of age. And um, he will be going, or he is in a school district where, where my daughter works who uses C2 sign. And he will be, uh, he's already learning. Uh, he signs like crazy now. Um, so he picked it up very quickly because his caregiver, while my daughter and her husband worked, was deaf also and used C2. So it was a great environment for him to learn. And my daughter and I decided that we were going to create children's books uh, using C2 sign language because there's very few, I mean, we're talking, you can count on one hand what I've looked up, um, C2 sign language books for kids. And so we're gearing it toward toddlers, um, younger kids, and I'm doing the artwork and she's doing all the words and putting the signs in the text and all of that. So we're working on those, and hopefully um, by the end of summer we'll have at least one out um, and possibly two. We're, we're learning. It's been a learning curve for us. So we're kind of in a stuck place right now, but once we get that unstuck, we'll be rolling and doing pretty good. So we've got several that we're yeah. going to be – I guess we've got three that are fin that are ready to finish. And that's so fantastic because, uh, you know, I, I hope the listeners out there really grasp how important this is and what, you know, first of all, I've seen the images, and I know that, uh, Lindsay, your daughter has shared some on your personal Facebook page, but uh, the work is incredible. Your art in it is incredible. The books are beautiful, and I can't say that enough. Uh, but the the importance of this, too, is just it's a fantastic thing that you're doing, um, offering this for these kids and I, I absolutely love it, and I and so I'm so inspired by all of this that you do. It, it's just a great it's something that I really know that it, as you're as you're saying, I'm not sure people understand how much it's needed. Well, what we're what we're what people don't understand is, I think Lindsay told me 90% of the parents of deaf children do not sign to their children. They don't wow. learn sign. So the child's school, sign language with friends and teachers, and and they're, they're learning that they go home and they have no communication. Our hope is these books will, uh, because the signs are in them, they're easy to read, the words are there, um, and they're, you know, bright, colorful images. We're hoping that the parents will begin to use those and begin signing to their children even through just a book, and possibly break through that barrier and want to learn more. Yeah, I love that. And and if you, and like I said, these books are beautiful. So, you know, I do see them as just like when you sit down with your kid at the end of the day and you do a bedtime story, or even if you're going through, you know, an early math or early uh, spelling, you know, book with your kids. This is the same thing. It's something that these kids need and these parents need 
uh, to be able to, like you said, break through that barrier and start communicating with their kids with the sign language. It's, it's such an important tool for parents and kids and so needed. And it blows my mind that that, that statistic is there, that 90% yeah. um, don't have that communication with their kids. I saw it firsthand when I was interpreting. Wow. The kids had no phone that signed. Yeah. So it was yeah. it was devastating to me to see that. Yeah. Well, and kudos to you for posing a solution and creating it and using your skills and talents, uh, as well as your daughter using her skills and talents to come together and, and make that a passionate uh, mission in your life. And thank you for that. And I'm sure... Uh, these parents and these kids will be thanking you for that as well. Um, you know, along with what you do for, and, and if anyone has any questions about these books out there, if you're listening and this this applies to you or uh, if you want help in any way, if there's any funding you can offer or if there's any uh, questions you have, contact Annette. Again, you can go to our Girl Power Hour page and, and get her information there. You can drop us a message, uh, Facebook, facebook.com backslash girlpowerhour or you can contact Annette on her personal page about this as well. Uh, but along with, uh, you know, you do so much for kids, like I said, with the, with the books. And then you have uh, also, you, you teach art classes for all ages, so you could teach kids classes as well. Oh, yeah. They're fun. They, <laughs> I, I work with the school district outside of Lubbock, and um, one of the first rules was, I told them that there are no mistakes in art. And um, at any point in time, I could go up to them and say, what's the rule? And they'd say, there's no mistakes in art. So <laughs> yeah, I love that. We, we had a blast doing things like that, yeah. So, um, you know, it was a, a group of gifted and talented uh, kids, and, and we just had a, a great time creating and having fun and experimenting and, and learning. So yeah, kids are kids are good. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I have to say, um you told me that a long time ago there are no mistakes in art and I can't tell you how many times I say that to myself. Even now, you know, as an abstract artist, if I'm painting something and then something that I didn't plan happens, that is something that resonated with me when you said it, and it replays in my head every time. Every time something happens I wasn't planning, which these days I don't even plan it, but if if something happened that I wasn't really trying to make happen, I just say, there's no mistakes, there are no mistakes in art, and I just keep going with it. And I, I totally thank you for putting that in my head, and I know any kid that ever takes a lesson from you uh, benefits from that phrase. It's a very positive message, and you know, kids make mistakes so much, so, so many mistakes, quote unquote, in school. They're constantly, you know, having mm-hmm. to take tests, and then they're high anxiety because they, what if they make a mistake? And they're having to do homework, right. and there's high anxiety because what if they make a mistake? There's just all these potential mistakes out there, and it's got to be freeing to tell them, hey, there are no mistakes in here. You just do what oh, you sure. do, do what you feel. Yeah. Now, do you offer those classes now? I mean, could, do you offer the classes anywhere? Do you teach individual or group, or would you if someone contacted you? Sure. I would be uh, open to doing um, classes for, like, special occasions. Uh, we've done we've done classes in the past for, like, bridal showers or just a girl's night out or um, any number of things, and it's always – BYOB and snacks, usually the more wine you drink, the better you you paint. 
Uh, and so do you offer these classes in your home or do you have a different location where you do that? Uh, if I do individual classes, I do them from home, uh, but then I have a space set up in Merlin's Pet Shop on Boston uh, that I can I can do about 10 people at a time, and uh, that's a good group, you know, good size, up to 10 people, and um, all supplies are provided. You just come and pick an image that you want to paint. And have fun with it. I love that. And then if there's a school out there that wants to do what the last school that had you do, come out and work with the, the kids, um, you're open to do that too, correct? Oh, yeah. I can. Uh, I prefer um, them coming to me, but I can travel to different schools and um, do some art with them. Um, takes a little more time to gather up supplies and things like that. But, yeah, we can do that. And what I did with the other school district was uh, we had, like, six classes that they uh, we did once a week. And they, they came to me. Uh, but um, I certainly would not be opposed to traveling. So if, if you're out there and you need – if you want to do individual lessons, if you need uh, the service of a group um, lesson or a group paint party, uh, if you if you have anything to do with a, a school district, uh, either in Lubbock or outside, if you have a school in Lubbock or a school district outside of Lubbock that would be interested in having an art instructor uh, come in and, and work with the kids, by all means, contact Annette. I know this is something that um, she's done for a long time, and everyone that's ever... Uh, done a paint party or had any lessons has has always had a fantastic experience. Um, and you used to do this in Heart Journey Studio. Do you still have Heart Journey Studio? No, I don't. Um, moved out of there and moved into my home. And uh, so I did, you know, doing almost everything from the house now, except for larger paint parties. And right, during the summer, during during the cooler weather, my garage um, makes a great space to go out and play in with the art. Right. So we did, we've done that before, too. And again, I have to say to all the listeners out there, because I've been in your home many times, and it's, it's set up so perfectly for um, these individual classes and, and Reiki classes and massage and all that. And it's honestly a very peaceful environment um again it's it's perfect for these uh for these classes and for these experiences and for these services so if anyone out there is interested and if that gives you any hesitation at all let me just tell you (laughs) it is a very peaceful environment and annette is such a welcoming spirit and just it's it's a wonderful experience so by all means uh contact annette about any of these things that we've talked about and there's more speaking of merlin (laughs) You're also a dog trainer, correct? Yes, among many. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how how long have you been doing that, and and do you offer that as a service? Okay, let's see. When have I been? When did I start that? Um, that was in 2010. I became a certified dog trainer. 
Um, I worked in the Richardson area um, doing classes, group classes, and home visits for people. Um, and I'm just really now getting started with doing some of that here. Um, I've had one class. I'm doing an individual now. Um, but yeah, um, I do the I do the dog training, and it's basically for most of the dog classes, the group classes. It's just basic training, um, getting connected with your dog, and learning how to communicate with your dog with they that they understand with the basic commands. Um, I no longer do. Um, there was a time in Richardson in the Dallas area that I did um, aggressive and um, evaluated dogs in shelters for adoptability. I no longer do that. That was um, too heartbreaking <laughs> for me yeah. uh, to make, you know, I, I don't want to be life and death, I, you know, make those decisions for an animal. So, um, right. I did that for a while, but yeah, I do the the dog training, and we we usually meet at Merlin's. Um, if you need home visits, I go to your home, or right now, like the dog I've got right now that we're working with, we meet at the park um, because that's what the dog needed. So um, there's you know lots of lots of opportunities there, different things we can do. I love that you do that too because, you know, there's a lot of people that they don't feel like they I mean they love. It's no lack of love. It's not for a lack of love of their of their fur babies. Um, for the most part, it's a lack of education or knowledge uh, on how to communicate with or um, work with their their animals and. And on mm-hmm. top of that, it's it's a lack of time. They don't really know how to manage it because they don't know how to do it, and then it just seems overwhelming. And so they end up, you know, with, unfortunately, a little fur baby that just may be a little out of control. And so it's really good to have someone that can help with that because I think most of the time, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't you typically training the person, the human? <laughs> Isn't that a big part of it too? We call them dog training classes, but it's really people classes and people training classes, but people don't want to come to those, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we call it dog training. Because the people know what to do, the dog follows the suit. You know, I mean, they're, they're, most dogs are willing to please, and, of course, there are some that are a little more challenging than others, but, um, yeah, it's it's more teaching the people. Right. Well, and because I think some people don't even realize, uh, you know, you say dogs are so eager to please, and um, you know, I see a lot of people running, for instance, with their with their dogs. Their dogs are in this heat, and their dogs are panting and pant. But the thing is, like a dog will follow you and uh, till it dies, literally, of a heat stroke or dehydration, because it's trying to please you and do whatever you want. So it's important to teach people, you know, that, obviously, to know that, but also that really if, if they know what to do, uh, generally speaking, their dog will follow suit. Sure. A lot of education there. A lot of just, um, and I also go into some holistic stuff with them too, um, you know, how to, uh, things to use to calm the dog if you've got a dog that's kind of excitable or, you know, whatever, and or fearful, 
there are things to use for that. And I also do energy work, the Reiki on the, the dogs. And, um, you know, if they need a, uh, an appointment for that, you know, we do that. So um, this is kind of an all-around, I guess I should learn massage, but I haven't for dogs. But, um, but the energy work I do do on them also. Yeah, that was going to be my next question was about the massage because, uh, yeah, I vote yes on you learning that because I know uh, I would certainly want to get my babies in on that. And I can't say enough about getting your dog in for Reiki. So uh, anyone out there that, that has a dog that uh, needs training, by all means, contact Annette. But also, if, you're, if you feel like your dog has been well-trained but you would just like to, uh, you know, make sure that they have the holistic care that they need, if they're suffering from any uh, form of illness or disease, even an infection, anything like that, Reiki can certainly help. Uh, and I and I honestly say um, it has saved my baby's lives, and uh, I will totally 100% be behind anyone who wants to try it, at, and and will probably end up saying the same thing. I'll 100% behind the idea that Reiki can certainly cure a whole lot of illnesses out there that might otherwise be. Uh, a death sentence for your dog. So uh, give it a give it a try. Uh, it can't hurt to try. You know, it's, it's one of those things that's no, not going to hurt. No harm. It can only help. Yeah. It balances the body um, out so the body heals itself, basically. Right. Exactly. And and I want you to say that again because I want to make sure everybody heard that part. Reiki balances the body, whether it be animal or human, it balances the body out so that it heals itself because our bodies are made to heal itself. And because of disruptions in that energy system, then the body can't heal. And the Reiki allows that body to go back into balance so the body can do its job. And I love that, and it's, it's such a such a wonderful thing. So if you want it for yourself, if you want it for your fur baby, then contact Annette for that. Um, now you also are an author, and you have written many books. One of which I actually use for my life coaching clients, and and that is called Bedtime Stories for the Inner Child. Um, I love that book. My clients love that book. Um, I know that you're currently, and you've, you've written mostly self-help metaphysical, and we've already discussed the paranormal, but, and then, of course, you're working on the, the sign language books, and then you have some adult coloring books that are available. Yeah. Um, you also have, and I, have, I am honored to say that I've already seen this, uh, because you sent it to me first. Well, maybe not first, but I certainly got to see it. Um, a new project, a worry journal. So, Tell us about the adult coloring books. Tell us about the worry journal. Well, adult coloring books is just everybody needs a coloring book. Everybody needs I to agree. be able to sit down and just with crayons or pens or colored pencils or something, just needs to be able to sit down and disengage the mind and color because that that does disengage the mind. You gain clarity. You gain a sense of stress relief. There's just so many benefits to coloring. And um, so I've got one out right now, which is a meditative, uh, Day of the Dead meditative coloring book that you can get on Amazon. And also lulu.com, you can get a PDF version of it so that you can 
either download it or just print off what you want to, you know, color at the time and not have to have a physical book in your hand. And uh, so I've got a floral um, about ready to go and also a, uh, I'm working on um, feathers. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I love doing feathers. And um, also mandalas. Um, so I've got several in the works, and uh, we'll be getting those published as they get finished. Um, and then the journal is a crush your worry journal, just learning how to crush your worry every day if you need it. And what that will entail, it, in the beginning of the book, it gives you 12 tips on how to overcome worry and anxiety. Um, very simple tips. And then the body of the book is where you will um, write down what your worry is and then ask yourself two questions. Is this mine? Can I do something about it? Is it mine? And if I can do something about it and it is mine, then there's a place for what action Step you're going to take because so many times we we figure out okay this is mine to worry about <laughs> to think about but you that's as far as we go so this encourages you to write an action step on what you're going to do about it if you can do something about it and then the next part is writing what you're feeling about the whole process um, you know are you feeling good about it or you do you feel like it's never going to end I mean just just let it flow and then the last part is writing your own personal positive mantra um, an affirmation um, that you can repeat to yourself over and over again and it'll be a good way to be able to clearly look back and say you know three months ago I was worrying about this but I'm not worrying about it anymore because I took that action. And it will help you get into the habit of stopping it quickly, the worry and the anxiety and stopping it quickly. And that's what we want to do is not allow it to just get stuck in our mind. And that's all we do. And those 12 tips will give you ideas on how to get unstuck. And the cool thing about this is it's a small book, like a it, it, it'll fit in a, it'll fit in your purse. You can carry it around with you, so it's something you can have with you at all times. Anytime a worry pops up, you can reference it. Right, it'll be a six by nine, and that's easy to just throw into a purse or a bag or you know whatever. And um, you do need to, if you have a worry, what I would suggest, if something pops up and you think, oh my gosh, I'm worrying about this over and over again. Write it down. Then you don't have to finish the rest of the steps right away, but you can go back later in the day or the next day and complete those steps. And now when will this be available for people? <laughs> well, this is another learning curve for me. Um, I'm hoping by next week. Woo-hoo! By the end Yay! Of, yeah, by the end of next week. Um, so, um, 
like I said, it's a learning curve and there's some technical stuff that I'm learning how to do and which I love. But um, once I get that uh, learned very well, then I'll be able to get it published. Yeah, you need to teach classes on this stuff because if people don't know this out there, anytime I have a question about anything with regard to self-publication or anything to do with writing, I always contact Annette because she knows all this stuff. She's been teaching herself how to do all this stuff for so long. Yeah, I'm teaching myself, and it's all a learning thing, and it's uh, not easy. Um, Don't ever let anybody tell you, oh, this is simple, because I'm not a technical computer person. I, I guess if you're you're really computer savvy, you know, in different programs, you would know how to do this, and it would be easy for you, but I'm not. So I'm teaching myself and watching lots of videos and <laughs> webinars and things like that. So, But I, I love learning it. I, I like, I'm a control freak, if you don't know that. Um, <laughs> I am a freak. So... Um, I like being able to do it myself. Well, and it's good, too, because then if you ever have to fix anything, you know how to do it. You don't have to call someone else to do it. Um, right. And I, and I want to say, I thought we're going to run out of time, and, and so I don't want to before I have to say this. So obviously you have done so many things, and any of the listeners out there that are listening to this, I mean, it just goes on and on. I'm hoping that as these things become available, for instance, the C2 Sign Language books, the new adult coloring books, the um, worry journal, as all these things become available that we can have you uh, discuss them on a show and really and make sure that we really promote them because they're very important and certainly the C2 books are extremely important but I also feel like uh, the worry journal is awesome, I can't wait for it to come out I want one myself, if not three or four for my clients um, if you've never listened Annette has had many radio shows in the past, this is not her first uh, we did uh, one together before, but we have also sat in with her when she did some on Transformation Talk Radio, and then she's had others in the past. Look up Annette Bingham. Look up Frances Bingham to get all of the uh, information on her books, and I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to talk about how Frances came about, but um, if you don't know everything that she's done, if you haven't heard all the radio shows, I mean, every single thing that she puts out into the world is beneficial. Um, it's it's a good read. It's good art, it's good love and light, it's good healing, it's good personal growth, it's good information, and it's good inspiration. So look her up and get everything that you can from this woman because I, I will tell you, again, she's one of my mentors and, and a great inspiration to me. I just have one thing I want to say to the listeners. Visit her website, www.annettebingham.com. Um, that's all information you can also get on our page but I have one question for you before we close. What's your message for the world today? Oh, right at the last 30 seconds. Um, right at the last 30 seconds. Come up with it. Do what you love. And and don't, don't allow the people around you to tell you you can't because you've got, you've got all the answers within yourself. You don't have to look outside yourself for the answers. So just do what you love and follow that dream. I love it. All right. Well, then join us next Wednesday for Girl Power Hour, and we'll have another great guest on the show. And, again, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you, Annette, for being with us today. (laughs) Thank you. Bye.